Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Big question on a lot of people's minds are interest rates, because uh, it seemed like inflation was being tamed. We went through a year of interest rate hikes after historically low rates. And the big question is, is should the Bank of Canada leave rates where they, where they are when they meet next month? It depends who you ask. Some economists, like the chief economist at Scotiabank, says we no longer can wait for more inflation and the rate should rise by another quarter percent. But BMO's chief money person says the outlook hasn't changed and things should stay put. Well, that's a big question. And to help us with that is Simon Harvey, head of FX analysis at Monex. Simon, how are you? Hi, no blast, thank you. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Um, I guess I'll get right to it because I want to talk a little bit about your outlook for, for the economy in Canada, about our currency, mm-hmm. the Canadian dollar. But first of all, do you think there will be an interest rate hike next month when the Bank of Canada meets? Uh, we, we think there will be. Um, the only kind of risk that they'll they'll kind of stand pat is the fact that they don't necessarily have all of the communication channels at their disposal at the next meeting. Uh, and with the meeting afterwards, we will have a, a press conference, we'll have fresh economic projections from the bank, and they might opt to wait for, for, for that meeting instead. But we think the way inflation has traded or has trended over the past few months, um, especially in nearer-term indicators, um, it's, it's a lot more concerning than kind of the, the headline figures suggest. And the Bank of Canada has got the problem that inflation could start to, to be a bit more resurgent. And we heard from them previously that they said getting inflation down from 4 to 4% to targets is going to be quite difficult. And we're seeing that start to materialize, especially as the labor market remains really tight. And the economy actually isn't stagnating, as the Bank of Canada predicted at the beginning of the year. So that's not even doing some of the heavy lifting on the inflation battle either. So we think it is a case that they're going to most probably have to do one more interest rate hike just to feel a bit more comfortable. We just don't know whether it's going to come at the next meeting. And when we hear about inflation and uh, interest rates, they always kind of go lockstep and people say, oh, inflation's going up. So the, uh, the, the interest rates have to go up to slow it down. But mm-hmm. are, is it a lot more nuanced than that? What other factors are there in deciding whether or not to raise interest rates on Canadians? It is more difficult than that because what we have is a historical kind of tightening cycle uh, over the past year or so. And the, the kind of cumulative effects of all of those interest rate hikes are still playing out in the economy. So if you take interest rates too high, then you really start getting into this territory where the effects on the housing market, for example, are nonlinear. Uh, and by that, I mean that every extra interest rate hike has the, the possibility of causing widespread financial distress um, and actually tipping the economy into a recession and so forth. There are risks to just taking uh, interest rates up to match inflation. Uh, And we're seeing that across the border with the U.S. as well, where there's a lot of emphasis now on trying to model what the previous decisions are, having to to basically assess uh, in real time whether we've seen the full effects or whether they're still yet to come through and pass through into the economy. What I would say with Canada is that you have had that kind of period of reflection and that period of pause. And since we've had that, the economy has consistently outpaced what the Bank of Canada's expectations were. 
Um, and, and that length of risk from, from our perspective is the reason why they should mostly do that, just that extra interest rate hike, because what they don't want is for inflation to kind of tick back up again at a time when, you know, the labor market's still producing pretty high wage growth. Uh, there are two economy is still ticking over with a, with a decent pace of growth because if all of a sudden you have that uptick in inflation at that time, there is the risk that all of a sudden that becomes self-fulfilling and we have more momentum in the, in the kind of increase in prices again. So we think from purely a psychological basis, it's really be inclined to do that hike, um, especially with interest rates where they are. I don't think we're at that kind of region where the housing market has stabilized recently, where that would necessarily economy. Um, so I think that's kind of, it's a very fine line for them to walk, but I think that's where they're kind of leaning towards. Yeah. And what about job numbers? Let's talk about job numbers because uh, they're really strong right now. It's sort of historically low unemployment in Canada, right? Yeah. And we're seeing everywhere. It's in Europe, it's in the US, but the labor market is just really turning. And by that, I mean, we're not necessarily seeing kind of businesses really cut back on the amount of workers. There's a bit of labor hoarding going on still, especially within kind of service sector uh, jobs and, and kind of discretionary spending jobs, because these employers got so burnt over, over kind of COVID reopening, that they just couldn't add staff quick enough that they were really hesitant to start letting staff go. So even though we are seeing some headlines creep in that, you know, big tech companies and some other kind of uh, household names of workers, we're not necessarily seeing it in the job numbers as a whole. Now, they are starting to soften somewhat in kind of the distribution of where the jobs are being added and the impact that's going to have on the, on the wage numbers. But bearing in mind you kind of hit near the, the top or at the top of the, of the Bank of Canada's hiking cycle, you would have expected that the unemployment rate would have kind of bottomed out at this point and the businesses aren't still showing intent to, to, to hire. Right. So let's let's talk a little bit about how uh, uh, interest rates are affecting uh, the price of real estate, because it seemed like real estate really kind of uh, I wouldn't say it bottomed out, but it definitely slowed down. And then all of a sudden, uh, people seem to get used to interest rates and real estate prices started to get hot again at the beginning of the year. And uh, Toronto, Montreal, uh, Vancouver, uh, interest rates or uh, real estate prices have really risen again. And it seems like the interest rates have no bearing on that. I think they do to some some degree, we have seen, you know, because of the, the extensiveness of the, of the hiking cycle, the, the housing market did moderate quite substantially uh, over the past year. But as you say, we are getting that to that point now where mortgage rates have stabilized um, and, and the housing market is showing signs of strength again. I think in Canada, there's a long lasting structural uh, imbalance there in terms of you know the need for houses and the actual level of supply. That's always going to provide a flaw. Um, underneath the Canadian housing market, apart from if there's you know, kind of an unprecedented event. Um, but what we're also seeing as well is the fact that, you know, the, the mortgages that are being taken out, they're actually a lot longer and a lot less kind of uh, sensitive to, to interest rate kind of uh, adjustments in, in Canada as well. So the, the accountancy behind it all means that the housing market isn't as sensitive as maybe it would have been, which gives the Bank of Canada Two, well, kind of one solution and a problem at the same time. Uh, on the one hand, it means that 
you know, they're, they're less likely to topple the housing market, which is good in terms of financial stability. But it also means that their monetary policy instruments, aka interest rates, are having less of an effect on the real economy because housing is where most people's main store of wealth is. Um, and, and it's also, you know, kind of has such an impact on, on consumer behaviours as well. So we do think the, the stabilisation in housing and the fact that it's starting to reaccelerate um, over over recent months, again, kind of compounds that need to say, look, even if there is more kind of impact to come through for, down, down the pipeline when people remortgage uh, and other factors, we're not necessarily content that we can wait for that without inflation ticking back up again and meaning that we have to take interest rates even higher in the future because we're playing catch up. And the so, bank has already kind of been burnt by, by waiting and sitting on its hands um, right. at the beginning of this hiking cycle. So we don't necessarily think they want to do, want to do that again. So likely if it, it gets hiked uh, in June, it'll stay. You, you think it'll probably stay put for a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we don't think that the Bank of Canada is going to, to cut interest rates this year. I think that's pretty much a 2024 story. Um, and, and that's obviously... Um, in, in kind of a, a base case scenario, obviously, if we do see something in the U.S. economy again, kind of a regional banking uh, kind of collapse or uh, something to do with the commercial real estate sector, and that has ma- kind of knock-on effects onto the Canadian economy, that's been a different story. Um, but in terms of withstanding any financial instability, we think that the Bank of Canada is really going to have to get inflation just grinding down and see some progress that the labour market is recalibrating before we start talking about kind of the path back to 3%. And before I let you go, what 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 do you think is the fate of the Canadian dollar? Do you think it's just going to sort of stay where it is? What what are you projecting for the Canadian dollar? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really difficult kind of climate at the moment, not not just because of the, the kind of the, uh, the split uh, consensus on what the Bank of Canada does, but also we've got this US debt ceiling problem that's really kind of hanging in the background at the moment. And, Although we are seeing some commentary from congressional leaders that they're, they're making progress and, and they are moving forward and they're pretty content with the idea that the US won't default on its debt, that's really keeping investors quite nervous. And obviously, with the Canadian dollar being quite a, uh, a risk-sensitive currency uh, and obviously sitting over the border from the US, um, any kind of impact on the US economy from a, a government default there will have over effects onto the, onto the Canadian economy. So we're seeing at the moment that markets aren't necessarily happy to just add risk um, in terms of their investments um, and their portfolio allocations. And that's kind of restricting the Canadian dollar somewhat. But we still think that if all of a sudden the tables turn and the Bank of Canada looks like it's actually going to hike uh, interest rates, we think that's going to be supportive of the Canadian dollar, um, e- even if kind of other factors remain, remain as they are. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 